0: Alrighty. So we have this message from a listener. It's kind of a long message. So I'll, I'll I'm going to say it in full and then we can kind of break it apart after. So she says a cool topic you could elaborate on. Um, Hold on. I actually, <laughs> I messed up there. Hold on. Um, <laughs> when you were talking about choosing your job and if it would give you fulfillment I thought how fitting for both of you, if you could talk about that, how you have dabbled in so many fulfilling careers until it wasn't really filling filling your cup anymore, so to say. And you refocused and found something else that did and worked. And not just once, but a couple of times and how that's okay. And it's not impossible to leave what you thought you wanted to try something else and thrive. I like that last word.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Okay. So maybe we can talk about, I guess, our different job histories and whether it fulfilled us, if it didn't, what happened, um, and all of that. How does that sound? Yeah. Okay. Who's going to go first? You
1: go first. Okay.
0: Gosh. Um. Well, okay. So I graduated college and... I kind of had a a number of jobs because I honestly, back then, I mean, I was like 20 years old, right? So back Mm -hmm. then, I literally just took whatever I got. (laughs) Like, I was not looking at like, oh, I'm going to go for this because in 10 years I see myself doing. No, no, no. It was just literally I'm taking this job because it pays. And I honestly wished I didn't do that. (laughs) Because I wish I waited for like a better opportunity, so to say. But yeah, so did that. Um, Then I quit those jobs. So those jobs, I was a behavioral analyst and a sex abuse counselor. Um, Yeah, I really liked it. Was it like psychology stuff? Like, yeah, so the the um, Lauren does like what? I used to do like the what is it called like you work one-on-one with autistic children oh cool and then the other one is I would okay how do I explain this without it seeming like okay so for the Mm -hmm. sex abuse counselor it was we have this thing called the sex abuse treatment center in Hawaii and I kind of did a number of things we were on call so we would answer the hotline um and then if there was someone who was heading into the emergency room because of sex abuse, we would go with with them and oh. kind of be like their partner throughout the whole thing, make sure they, they get everything they need. Um, and then there was follow-up treatment after that. And so it was rough, you know. Yeah. Like being, especially, I think being so young, like, I don't know, like, but like, I was young, but I also had a kid at that time.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But yeah, so that was like a whole, yeah, whole new world. And then moved to Oregon, worked for the state. That was great. Came home, worked as an employment counselor. But I think with every job I had, like, I knew I could. I could do more. I don't know how to explain it. I feel like it's it's gonna be an a uh, problem I will have forever. <laughs> <laughs> Capricorn props. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I always felt like I I should be in management, you know, but I'm someone who like I I wanna work from the bottom up because I wanna get to know these positions and understand the company and all of that stuff. But I think because I'm a this is so funny but I'm going to call myself a manifesting generator now instead <laughs> of a projector I think it's like I just I have like these constant passions mm-hmm. and like I just have I change like yeah I I'm not okay with being in one place for a long time I don't know how to explain that but I need change Mm-hmm. And I don't really care <laughs> what anyone <laughs> thinks. Huh.
1: I'm like, to myself, like Am I the same? Am I like multi passionate? Is this a sign of an entrepreneur? I don't know. Anyway, um, those are the things I was thinking. But
0: uh, wait, is it my turn? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, your okay. turn.
1: So, okay. When I graduated, so when I was in high school, of course, you know, you just have whatever jobs. So I worked at HIC, I worked at TNC, I worked at Pizza Hut. Um, and then when I graduated, it was like, get a big girl job. And so I graduated from NML. And so I worked at the financial aid office. Like I, Oh, I say my grandfather got me the job, but I'm not re- like, there's no proof of that, but I really feel like that's how I got it. because my grandfather worked at the school and then, um, yeah, so I worked in the financial aid department and then, I don't know, it was really boring. Like I just, but uh-huh. I, I wanted to work at Kamehameha like, cause I just loved our school, you know? But, um, I ended up getting a job that I didn't even apply for because my grandmother, so the way I got the Kamehameha school in was my dad's dad, but the way that I got the child support job was from my mom's mom. Mm -hmm. So my grandma got me in working with her at child support as a caseworker. Well, no, 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 no. That was her goal for me was to be a caseworker, but I had to start from the bottom. So I had a state job. I worked for under the attorney general's office and I started off in the like filing room and like doing mail, like really crappy shit. But I worked my way up and I became a caseworker. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely loved it. And honestly, I feel like if I never moved from Hawaii, I probably would still be working there. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm somebody who's like you, where it's like, I need change, but I just love that job. I don't know what it was about it. But um, yeah, but then I ended up have, moving because my parents ended up moving to Utah. And then I really wanted, like my kids to grow up with with their grandparents. And I was in a toxic relationship with my number two child's father. He was just, yeah, it was not a good one. And so I just picked up and fucking dug out, girl. It was so bad. And then when I moved here, I tried being a nurse, so competitive, fecking hated it. So then I changed um, my. What is it called? Major mm-hmm. and went into education. Oh. And so and then I ended up, you know, what is it called when you're like going to the college and then you're working that job that you want or whatever, but it's like like the internship? Yeah, yeah. It was like an internship. And so I was teaching English as a second language at the university over here. I don't know how that happened because I didn't <gasps> know that. Like, cause I'm thinking internship. Like you work with the teacher, you're the assistant. No, girl, at a fucking class.
0: You and know, then- I had a, I did my internship. I was also teaching, but I was teaching in a prison. Oh, what? By myself too. <laughs> <laughs> Wild. What?
1: Grown? Like, is it women or like men? Women
0: grown? and women. I had women and men. Wait, but I was teaching anger management. <laughs> Can you teach my son Kingston, please? Oh, (laughs) that's crazy.
1: So, yeah. So, yeah, I was teaching English as a second language while I was still, like, going to school. And then it was so funny because they let me write my whole curriculum. Mm -hmm. As long as it, you know, was, like, according to, you know, whatever laws and stuff they had here. And once I did that and I established it, I got bored. It was so boring after, you know, cause it's like, at first it was challenging, you know, whatever. But then I got bored cause it was just the same stuff again, you know, like every semester or whatever. So then I was like, I'm changing my career. Like I'm, tra- I'm going to go to school for something else. So then I went to school for vet tech and then, um, th- then I couldn't afford it. So I ended up dropping that out and then just kind of working for myself
0: Wait, I have to say something. I know you're not done with yours yet, but (laughs) (laughs) I noticed like you went all different avenues. Yeah. All over the I even went to hair school. I think that's so cool though, because you it seems like you acted on each passion.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Like Even like now that like I'm thinking about it, when you say that, because like one day I just said I want to work with animals, so I got to become a vet tech if I want to do that. And then I ended up just finding a school over here, and then I registered, and then I told committee like, "Oh, I'm going to go to school for vet," and he was like, "What? (laughs) What did that happen?" (laughs) He's like, "You just got out of hair school," and I'm like, "Yeah, I don't want to work in a salon. It's too catty," and uh." you know, and it's like I did all of that for nothing. It is. (laughs)
0: um did you ever feel some sort of way because of those those change in passions or did anyone ever cast judgment on your decisions my mother my mother cast judgment on me I did feel some type of way
1: when I turned 40 I don't know why it came up when I turned 40 maybe it's the number and mm-hmm. I'm like oh wow that's four decades but like I was crying on my birthday and it was like what what's going on like just out of nowhere just crying and I'm like why is I'm like, I'm the, I'm the Jane of all trades, you know, master of none. He's like, uh, wait, what? Where is this coming from? Like, you know, it's just like, that's what I was thinking about. This is the culmination of my life. I did all these things, but like, I'm a stay-at-home mom and
0: I'm 40. So yeah. (laughs) What was that? I said, it's not a bad thing, but I can, I know. I I looked at it, it was a bad thing. Yeah. But I think
1: my mom, you know, was like saying stuff to me, like, like you know you know moms are you know make their remarks about all the things like oh you did this and you did that you need to pick one thing and it's like why the fuck do I have to pick one thing like what if I don't like it and then she's like well then learn how to make up your mind but it's like we change all the time
0: who who told us that we have to pick one thing like why why did our generation like the generations before us believe Mm -hmm. in that You get a job and then you work that job for 30 plus years and then Mm -hmm. you retire. I mean, how was that judgment cast upon them? I feel like it's a conditioning society. Like that fucking sucks if you think about it. (laughs) Right. Right. I feel trapped. Exactly.
1: And like, that's, that's my mom though, too. You know, she's working the same job forever <laughs> she's <laughs> supposed to retire last year i think but she didn't but yeah she she's been doing working. that yeah girl i think girl. she's retired right there yeah um but she wants to travel and all that shit but yeah i feel like it's conditioning and now honestly i think like i don't know what generation it is like millennials or the gen z's but i feel like one of these generations are kind of like like making it the norm to be multi-passionate yeah
0: it's gen z yeah see I think I think you're right it's I recently read an article and it was I don't even know why I read it because it was about gen z's and I'm a old millennial (laughs) (laughs) but um it's something about like how You know, before it's like when you're looking for a job, right? And you're making your resume and you're like, oh, there's like, so like you, you want to have that resume where you're like, you worked there for 10 years or Uh or working for a business. It's like, it's looked at as a good thing, but I was reading something and they're like, no, you should change your careers as often as you possibly can. Especially, (laughs) Isn't this weird? Like, you know, we did grow up with that. Um, especially in the beginning years, but wait, this makes so much sense, especially in the beginning years, because the higher, the faster and higher you can climb, the better it is for you. Mm -hmm. Like fucking why stay, you know, in, in a place that you're not happy.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's why I would be happy. Remember I was saying like, when I worked at child support, if I never moved, I probably would, I loved. I don't even know why I loved it, but I freaking loved that job. It was so like, I don't know. It, I think it was because it was different every day. Mm. It was like, sometimes I had to go to court. Sometimes I was working the front and dealing with angry people. Sometimes I was on the phone. Some, you know what I mean? It's like all these different things. Sometimes I had to do a court run and it was just so different and
0: there's so much stuff. And that's a, it's, it's not funny to hear it, but it's odd that I hear someone liking what, what you liked because it's, <laughs> a rough, it's a rough position. It's a rough place to work, you know, like you know not, what? not meant for at, everyone. at
1: all. Like, you know, and it was funny because my boss, his name is Steve Chu. I still remember. And he was supposed to be the guy that deals with all the irate I don't know what you would call them. I forget what they call them, but like all the irate like parents or whatever that come in, you know, like I didn't get my child support. I want to talk to somebody, you know, or whatever. Um, and he would send me. because You know want to do? It. I loved it, girl. I'm telling you, I loved it. You know, just trying to like, you know, trying to like um, deescalate the situation and then trying to figure out what happened and then fixing it. And then, I don't know, it's like such, it was
0: so challenging that I just loved it you know why I think it's because you actively listen Mm. like you really do listen to like the situation and figure it out you know and I feel like when you figure it out everyone wins (laughs) yeah
1: yeah that's so true
0: yeah um okay let's talk about how how we made that shift from working jobs to working for ourselves so like you you mentioned something so well first of all like we're when we're talking about moms my mom was so pissed when I got pregnant because I was still in college Mm. and she was like she was pissed (laughs) my my grandma who I was living with my grandma at that time she was disappointed Mm. And like, everyone was just like, wait, what, like, what does that mean now? Like, everyone thought I would like drop out of college and, you know, they had all these expectations. Yeah. I think that's what it was. It was like, I, there was all these expectations and I literally turned left every time they tell me to turn right. Mm -hmm. And, um, so like, I remember that was like a big thing. And then, so prior to owning my business the sugar hut I was a teacher and I dabbled in like another business it was called De loop and mm-hmm. I did like upcycled um t-shirts and I would turn them into like scarves and stuff oh, cool. I, but I still worked um because like I want to I want to say in Hawaii it's like you need two jobs to survive right you need like a hella good paying job to survive um but yeah, so when it was that time for me to figure out, okay, am I going to continue doing the two or do I have to do one? And I was really at the point of I got to choose because it's just it's too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, my my mom is like, wait, what? And my my like everyone was like, what is going on? Like you can't stop working. Mm -hmm. do you realize that it's almost like a security it is a security blanket I want to say and I think what it was is there they were basically like casting their fears you know um but gosh I'm I'm so happy I made that decision to and it wasn't an easy decision I actually was going to try and work both you know like but Joel was the one who told me he's like no quit your job and I'm like, oh, like, I'm so like, I need that paycheck. And, you know, she's like, no, just quit it. Try Give it a year and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, entrepreneur life is, <laughs> <It> is <hard. laughs> I mean, it's rough, but, you know, there's extreme highs, extreme lows, but it's like you control. Yeah. Everything. Yeah.
1: There's, there's a lot of freedom in that. and And people don't think so, though. Yeah, when you really think about it, you know, so, but um, I don't know, how did I get into entrepreneurship? I think it's the website stuff, because I ended up, um, you know, I was kind of doing website things, you know, since like AOL days, mm-hmm. and then um, I guess, you know, it, it just progressed, it, and it was just thing, just this thing that I did on the side. And then, you know, then people would ask me like, you know, cause I used to go in chat rooms and stuff like, Oh, how'd you make that website? Can you make me one? Oh, I'll pay 20 bucks. And then I was like, Oh, you'll pay me 20 bucks. Okay. So then I'd make them like a GeoCities website. I don't know. Do you remember that? It sounds familiar. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this is like nineties girls. Like, anyway. so then I would do that, you know, for like $20, you know, make them a website that talks all about them. They put it on their Yahoo profile, whatever. And then, um. And then it got bigger, you know, and then it was like an actual website with the URL when you could buy yourself a URL. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then I got contracted by, oh, what is his name? Shoot. He's like a singer from back home, but he also does like business stuff. I can't remember his name right now, but um, he's like an older, older guy, but yeah, he contracted me. And so what he would do is he would find me the clients and then I would. Build websites for different people through oh, nice. his company. Yeah, that was kind of cool. And then, um, then after that, I didn't want to do that no more because he was getting a cut. <laughs> so I was like, "Why am I going to go through you?" When I could just like put myself out there. Yeah. And then that's how that started. And then I was doing web web stuff. And there's good money in that, like super good. And it's wild because I never went to school for it; I just taught myself.
0: Yeah. And is that something that you still enjoy? No. (laughs) Okay.
1: See how it changes? Um, Because you know what? People are nitpicky and people don't know what the hell they want. And so it's like you're constantly like changing things. So then I had to make contracts now, which was another extra step for me. Because instead of just being like, okay, this is what I want. And then I'm like, okay, you pay me this. Now it's like I have to be all like legit. I guess, and be like, okay, well, if you want modifications, you get this many. And then after that, it's going to cost this much. And then, I don't know. And then even with that, it was like, oh, you're so expensive, but it's like, no, you just need to know what the hell you want. And then, so I didn't want to deal with it. So yeah, I kind of hate it. No, I can do it for myself.
0: <laughs> yeah. And what, so what is the, the thing that you're like, what season are you in right now? What are you enjoying? What is your passion? Um, right now. I would say, geez,
1: <clears throat> I don't know. I, I'm kind of in an in between phase, right? Because I kind of got, I don't know what you would call it. What would you call it? Like, I don't want to say let go from Wednesday, but like I'm on a little sabbatical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I really liked doing, you know, working, doing financial e you know, hosting all that kind of stuff. But, and then I even told, and I know when he was asking me like, well, what do you want to do for Wednesday remember that? Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, I would do this. You know, I, I, I want to manage that. But now it's like, now that I've done it, I'm like, Ugh, I kind of don't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And then, and then like, I don't know, you know? So then, then, yeah, I really don't know now that, gosh, I didn't even realize that I didn't even know.
0: But you know what? That's okay to to not know. Mm -hmm. Because Because I
1: really like working for myself, you know? So I'm like, I'm debating, like, do I want to go back in October if, you know, he talks to me about coming back?
0: Because. So quick too. Right? (laughs) Like,
1: I don't, yeah, I don't even know where I am right now, but I know that I like, Doing the she stuff, like that shit fires me up. Like yeah. I'm
0: excited to start doing stickers and shirts. Oh, I know. <laughs> and the journal, you know, and all that. We need stickers that because I'm gonna, I'm finally gonna give in and buy myself an Amazon Kindle. Oh, cool! And. I'm like looking on TikTok, right? And I'm like, oh, uh-huh. these girls' Kindles are like so cute with all these stickers. And, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to dress it up. But yeah, if we have shigol stickers, then that thing is going to be on brand. Right. Um. So I know I wanted to share. So when I started the CEO Baker, Mm-hmm. I remember like, you know, I gave it my all, I was all in it, um, did my best that I could, but then like it, 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 what is, I don't want to say it wasn't fulfilling anymore. There was just, there was a feeling of disconnect. Mm -hmm. And whenever I have that, it's like, uh, like I sometimes feel like, like I'm a two-year-old in my body Mm -hmm. and like. I throw like these tantrums, like whenever I don't want to do something. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's just like years of being an entrepreneur and mm-hmm. you just know that you, like as an entrepreneur, you, you always have the choice, you have the freedom, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, I tried to give it a goal for as long as I could, but I think I held on to it for so long because I was definitely afraid of judgment Mm -hmm. because I I didn't want to be like, okay, I closed the sugar hut to open the CEO Baker. And then now what, now I'm going to close the CEO Baker. Like, (laughs) like does that mean that I failed like on my path, but it wasn't really like after I'm on the other side of it. Now it wasn't really like a closing. It was more like a shift. yes And so instead of thinking like you're quitting on this or I don't know what other word you would use to like feel guilty about acting on your other passions, but it's more so like giving yourself the permission to do so. Like allowing yourself to act on the passions. And I mean, cause what, what what is the other side? Like staying in a place that you don't like or enjoy or feel like yourself right
1: you know I I talked about this on my podcast that I'm posting today Mm -hmm. but I feel like a lot of the decisions we make is really based on what we think like what other people are going to think of us so we make these choices not for ourselves but for other people in a sense And I'm like, why the fuck do we do that? Like, who gives a shit, right? What they think. Like, doesn't it matter what you think? So if you're not happy doing something and then you decide to close that down, like who cares what your family is going to say or whoever, right, about what you did because you're not happy. And like, if you're not happy, then like, what's the point of even doing that thing? Gosh, why do we even care? Yeah. Right. (laughs) <laughs> I know I'm like what the hell but see I mean I used to be like that I feel like now I'm I'm tr- I'm getting out of it you know where it's like like whatever like there, there's times though where I'll catch myself you know like when I feel guilty right for resting because I'm caring about what like Zion said
0: yeah but like when it comes to
1: other people like outside my family pff, girl I don't care I don't I really don't care like my girlfriend Drea will be like Oh, so, you know, these people are saying stuff to me on TikTok about this, that, and the third or whatever she's posting about. And, and then she's like, what do I do? I'm like, who cares what they say? Like, for me, it's easy to, to not give a shit about people like that. Not that they don't matter. That's such a mean thing to say, but like, you know, like they're not your family. They're not paying your bills. They're not your spouse. They're, you know, so to me, it's like their opinion doesn't really matter. So post whatever the fuck you want to post. But I don't know. I know it's a struggle because, you know, we all kind of care what people think and stuff. So I don't know. I think that's the thing is like we have to just we have to make ourselves happy and not worry about what people say. So if we change shit up with whatever, anything, even your looks, you know, not just your career, like who cares what they say? Are you happy? Are you happy with your choice? That's what matters.
0: Yeah, and then, like, come to think about it, like, recently, at least three of my girlfriends, they had told me, I I don't know how they stated it, but they're like, I admire that, what did they say? Basically, that I'm able to, like, do what I want, like, and I'm not afraid to do it. Yeah. And at first, I remember when I heard it, I was like, ooh, like... (laughs) does that mean that I'm changing like too frequently, you know, but like, I mean, who's measuring. Right. Right. Um, But to know, like, you know, those girlfriends that I respect, I admire, and they're telling me like, I admire that quality in you. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even realize like that was a quality of mine. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think. (sighs) To act on their
1: passions. Y- mm-hmm. no, people don't do that. You know. It's not normal. You, you know what I'm saying. Right. Like. Not, not everybody
0: does that. Because everybody cares too much about what everybody thinks. Okay. So we're going to. We're going to wrap this episode up. But before we close it out. I was thinking about. um How do you know. You're on the right track. Right. Because that's. You know that's always like a question. Well, I know that's a question for me. Like, am I supposed to be doing this? And that's honestly, truthfully, when I usually come to you, and I'm like, <laughs> what do the cards say? Like, what am I supposed to be doing, right? And it's almost like I'm looking for that validation, um, of like a yes or a no. But I know mm-hmm. for me, I've had this come up like several times in my life where. I don't know how to explain the feeling, but as best as I can explain it, I, I sometimes feel like I'm dead inside and like, I, sorry, this went like real deep, (laughs) but that feeling of like, I have this feeling of nothing. Like, it feels like I'm not happy. I'm not sad. Um, but um like yeah I don't know how to explain that feeling but it's a feeling of nothing like I should be grateful for all these things I have in front of me yet I I feel nothing Mm -hmm. and I tried to look at look look it up like because this happened years ago the first time and I thought it was like anxiety or depression like and I'm like what the fuck am I gonna be depressed about like I don't think I'm depressed Mm -hmm. and I think it was just like my body my soul knew like I wasn't where I was supposed to be you know yeah and it wasn't until I started taking steps in my truth whatever truth it was to like act on those like instincts that I had inside myself
1: mm-hmm. I think
0: that was when like I started to find my happiness again
1: right but it totally me makes- I, I mean, I feel like our soul is constantly trying to nudge us in whatever that direction is that's going to bring us that, that feeling of like being happy, feeling inspired, feeling motivated. And I think that's how you know when you're doing, when you're on track. And then when you have that feeling of nothing, like how you're explaining, I totally know what you're talking about when you said that too. It's like, just not, not inspired, all the opposite, right? Unmotivated, un not, in how do you say un uninspired? You just don't feel like you're, like you have purpose or something. Yes. At least that's how I felt, you know? And it was because I wasn't doing what I was like, what my mission is or something for that time, for that season or whatever it is. Right. Cause it changes. Yeah. So I, I would say that like to answer your question is like, how do you know if you're on track, um, or on the right path is you feel happy. You feel good about what you're doing. You feel motivated. You're inspired.
0: Yeah. So so if if you're
1: you're not happy, it's okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And if you're not happy, just make a change, do something different. Um, Mm -hmm. one thing I did learn is like, I can, I cannot force creativity like, and I cannot even force myself So like in those times where I'm like, you just feel like nothing. I'm like, well, I rubbed all the oils on me that usually work, right? I did my (laughs) gratitude journal. I went for my walk, but still nothing. Mm -hmm. And that's when you realize like, maybe you you gotta do something different. You gotta change it up. Yeah. Cause it's not gonna be forever and always.
1: yep So true.
0: And it's like, you have to, when you do
1: change it up, you have to do it without worrying about how people are evaluating you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm in deep thought. You bring (sighs) this Scorpio ass, bring this shit out of me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Um, I think that's the episode. So I guess last words, I'll leave my last words and then um, you can do your last words, Cal, and then we can wrap it up. Um, Last words would just be, I guess I would ask you if you can set aside some time and just like write down your thoughts, like maybe your deep desires and get those out. Because once, I mean, holding it in is one thing, but once you vocalize or put pen to paper, It becomes real and Mm -hmm. it becomes something where your brain knows like, oh, that's a possibility now, you know, it's out in the open. It's not hidden anymore. So yeah, give it a try and see where it lands. You could even tag us, Mm -hmm. tag us on social media. Like we would,
1: I, I know for me, yeah, I'm pretty sure Siobhan too, like we would love to see that, you know, like what are you guys doing to change things for yourselves for the better? So yeah, tag us. And I I don't know. I don't really have any last thoughts. Just, Just, you know, if you don't have anybody to share it with, share it with us. Yes,
0: for sure. We're here. Yep. Okay, guys. That's the episode. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.